Hey there! Welcome back to the Athlete Emerging Podcast. I am your host, Heidi Nielsen, and this episode is sort of a positive progress report. It's a little update on how things are going, following up on some points of action that I've mentioned earlier, and kind of coming back in and keeping you guys in the loop. So, first update is this shoulder of mine that I shared that I tweaked out using poor judgment and letting myself lapse into bad form on a decline cable fly is coming along quite nicely. It's at about 90% now and it just currently feels like muscle soreness. It no longer feels injured. So that is fantastic. I'm very happy that the rotator cuff and all the muscles supporting that shoulder girdle decided to be okay. And yet I've still learned my lesson and I'm not going to be pushing into any weird, poor form variations of movements. I'm going to train myself like I would train me as a client. (laughs) Go figure. So that's positive update number one. Yay, happy shoulder. Positive update number two is on the staying on hunger's good side front. And that is since I've increased my water intake in the morning, I'm now doing 20 ounces of water every morning and making sure that I replenish my sugars right after each workout. I have not had any attacks of that crazy insatiable hunger come back, particularly since I'm in a place where I am, where where it sounds really weird, but where it's okay to eat uh, and I don't have to be afraid of hunger. I've been enjoying food and feeding the body well and fueling my workouts and I track all my food. This is a good resource for anybody out there who's on a similar journey. I'm currently using a photo food diary app called Two Grand and I'm really loving this app. I, I kind of love pretty much everything about it. Uh, it's really easy for me to take a picture of my food where... In the past, all right, so in the past, I've tried food journaling, either in paper or in my smartphone, but in text, and it's never really lasted more than a couple days, which has frustrated me because I know that's a great exercise to do. I have recommended it to clients in the past, and yet sticking with it has just been really laborious feeling. Then along comes two grand. And two grand is rad because I just snap a picture with my phone before I'm gonna eat anything. So everything that goes in my mouth throughout the course of the day becomes a picture on my phone. And the clever folks over at two grand, uh, it's run primarily by two guys who are really cool and really accessible and interact with people a lot on the site. One guy, Peter in particular, seems to be the central customer service point person. And he's been terrific. I've been using this app for, I think, two weeks now. And I've had some lovely email interactions with him. And he's totally open to suggestions and seeks user feedback and is super quick and responsive. I've just been thrilled with this app. Um, What was I saying about it? So I take pictures of all of my food. And then what they've done is they set it up so that I can view it Instagram style, where it's just a bunch of little squares and I can scroll through and see all of my day's food at a glance. 
or I can have it feed style, which would be a little bit more like a Facebook news feed, and I can see each picture, the time that I ate that food, and whatever comments I wrote about it. For me, I know that my decision process around my food choices is something that I'm really interested in studying and using to work to my advantage. So I love being able to keep an eye on those comments. And so does Brian. Brian said that looking at the comments has been really helpful for him. Uh, if you're just joining in, you haven't listened to previous episodes, Brian is my health coach who's holding my hand through this whole journey. And he is able to follow me because he also downloaded the Two Grand app and has an account on there and just follows my activity. So he can see everything that I'm eating throughout the day in real time if he wants to be weird and obsessive about it. Or he can go back at the end of the week and review everything that I've reported about food. I also snap a picture of each workout log when I finish the workout. So my foods and workouts are right next to each other right there. And it's great. And then the the other whole cool realm that this app offers is this whole social networking side of things where you can choose to follow other people that use the app and you can choose to follow people based on, it has a whole bunch of questions that it asks you when you first begin. Almost like one of these online dating sites. It kind of reminded me of OkCupid when I was going through it. And I loved OkCupid, so that made me happy. And then it actually gives you a match percentage, just like a dating website, with other people that are on the app. But the match percentage is based on things like your food preferences and your workout frequency and style and how excited about grocery shopping you are and what your current weight and what your goal weight are. So you can choose to follow people who are in similar habit styles to yours. You can choose to follow people who lead lifestyles similar to yours but are closer to your goal weight so that you can see, hmm, what are they doing that I'm not? If you're somebody who thinks in terms of weight loss or weight gain, the that weight piece isn't so much the way my brain works, but I can look at the match percentage of people, go in and see their quick few sentence description of themselves, and it becomes apparent right away who is functioning from this athlete identity that I'm working on stepping into. So I follow weightlifters and triathletes and some really badass people on this app and some of them are following me back and we like each other's food and comment on what we're up to and support each other when we have awesome workouts and it's really it's really neat. You know that um little dopamine hit that your brain gets through social interaction. I went to a neuroscience conference one time just for kicks. It wasn't like a, a professional PhD level kind of neuroscience thing. It was definitely for lay folk. But I loved that the person running this conference started out with the whole, you know, please silence your cell phones kind of spiel. But what she said is she said, I know that your brain is desperately seeking the dopamine that texting and tweeting on your phone is going to give you. And I'm not going to fight against that. That's just what the brain is going to do. But please turn the noises down, 
blah, 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 so you're not bothering the people around you. And I was like, that was really cool. I had never heard from a scientist before why our gadgets are so darn addictive. And I said, oh, it's because you get a little bit of ho- a hit of dopamine, just like a, a little rat pressing the lever in a lab and getting a little shot of blueberry juice. The brain gets the sweetness in the same kind of way. So A, <laughs> that allowed me to forgive myself for some of the maybe judgment that I had around feeling compelled to use my connective devices from time to time. I do try to take a unwind, unplug day. I try to do it once a week. I don't always do it once a week. I really love the days where I completely unplug and have no devices going for a day. But I'm not going to beat myself up about that. I've got enough battles to fight. So I do enjoy unplugging from time to time. But it was really nice to have it be okay that I seem to often feel compelled to check the Facebook feed or check my email or whatever these little moments of connection through my phone are. So I went off on this little tangent just to illustrate how cool I think it is the way that they have integrated the social component on this app because as I'm tracking my food and tracking my workouts I'm compelled to go back to the app over and over again because oh hey my friend liked this meal of mine oh hey look she has this amazing strawberry and cashew cream dessert creation that's pretty healthy let me favorite that and save it for later and I'll try to make it and there's all this interaction that happens and all of these ideas for later and they're using our brain chemistry (laughs) against us for our own good uh, to draw us back into the app and keep us engaged with it I love it. Like I say, I've been using it for a couple weeks and everything that's gone into my face has gone into the app. If you're curious about what's going into my face, you're welcome to come on over. I am Athlete Emerging on Two Grand. I have it for the iPhone. I believe they have an Android version as well. Not 100% sure, but I think that they do. Maybe somebody can inform me further about that. But that is a tool that I really, really love and I would highly recommend for anybody else who is on a similar journey. One of the things that Brian and I did this week is to sit down and take a look at, okay, what is everything that I'm eating? Because we had all of this visual info at our disposal, it was really easy to kind of sit and go through it with a fine tooth comb. And a question that he asked me that I will just answer here in the podcast in case folks out there in internet land are interested is, you know, what is a typical day's food? And I'm a little bit curious if this will change through the course of my journey. It's already changed a fair bit over the last three weeks. I am falling into a rhythm of food that feels really nourishing and really healthy, not perfect, which I actually like about it because this journey is all about freedom and being forgiving and loving towards myself while in this transformation. So here's a little glimpse at at what the food is. Why not? Let's talk through a day's food. So it starts in the morning with, I'm doing currently 20 ounces of water. I have an Nalgene bottle, so I do actually measure it out because I'm kind of a geek like that. And each morning starts with 20 ounces of water. Some days that's really easy. Some days I have to 
you kind of do it in three sets <laughs> of water because it just feels like a little too much to get in all at once. But I do make sure to get it in. And then Brian has a, quite a background in raw foodism and a very natural approach to the body. And while he doesn't currently eat raw, I really like the elements from those styles that he brings into food suggestions and food possibilities. So my next morning step is drawn from one of those. And it's also actually something a former health coach of mine who was badass. Her name is Spice Williams Crosby. She was also a stunt mentor for me. Um, I adored her. I loved working with her. And I find that I am falling back on her information a lot now as I'm going through this phase of my transformation. And it's great. Her, her teachings were absolutely foundational to how I know how to eat now. So a little shout out to her, a little love to Spice. I'm actually reconnecting with her this week. I'm so thrilled. I haven't seen her in years and I'm going to go bring her a healthy vegan dinner for her and her family and catch up, which I'm super excited about. Also another tangent, just thought I'd share it with you. So shout outs to Spice. Um, so what both Spice and Brian recommend that I hadn't been doing is after that first big shot of water, starting with some kind of fruit. Fruit is apparently really gentle to the stomach, a nice easy way to guide it back from this fast that it's been in overnight. Spice particularly recommended tropical fruits. Uh, I was working with candida issues several years back when I was working with her and she liked tropical fruits for their antifungal enzymes. She said these these fruits live in the jungle where it's hot and moist all the time, where funguses would want to grow like crazy. So they have enzymes in them to keep molds and mushrooms and lichens and whatever other kind of fungus there are that might want to grow in a jungle from taking over these fruit. And I said, hey, that makes sense. And candida's a fungus. I'm working on getting rid of that. So, all right, tropical fruit in the morning. I'll go for it. I don't do strictly tropical now. I uh, mix it up, although I just did a week full of pineapple. Worked my way through a whole pineapple all by myself, and it was delicious over the course of the week. Um, I had gotten away from doing that fruit first thing in the morning, partially because of my experiments with Tim Ferriss's four-hour body and his slow-carb diet uh, teachings or school of thought, if you will. One of the things that he recommended, he also recommended a boatload of water first thing in the morning. So all three of the folks that I was have followed over various times agree on that one. Yes, I love when there's consensus. It seems like it's so rare in the nutrition world or my understanding of it. Uh, but what Tim had to say was he strongly recommended getting 20 grams of protein within the first 30 minutes of waking up. And he said that was to jumpstart the metabolism, get the furnace going. So I'd been experimenting with that. I was really experimenting with the four-hour body system about a year ago now. And 20 grams of protein first thing in the morning is tricky to do. It's quite a bit of protein. And I really prefer clean eating and getting my food from actual food rather than processed supplements. So it was often a struggle to hit that 
protein count early in the morning. But I've still kind of kept it in mind as a guideline until it came to looking over my food with Brian and we talked about it. And for where I am right now, and given his nutritional background, it sounded like going back to starting with fruit first thing in the morning is the appropriate thing for me to experiment with now. So that's what I've been doing for the past, I don't know, week or so. And it feels really good. It feels like a nice way to start the day. Uh, Maybe my metabolism would rev up more earlier if I were going right into protein, but either way, eating is going to get the metabolism going. And just that nice soft transition to wake up seems gentle and caring for the body, (laughs) which I love. And it's also just easier. It's really easy to grab a piece of fruit and have that start the eating day than to have to figure out how I'm going to get so much protein in my face first thing in the morning. So there's a lot that I love about Tim Ferriss's work. Um, There's a lot that I respect about the way he approaches breaking down any subject and figuring out how to optimize performance in any of these areas. Still a big fan of his, but going back to something else with my eating, including allowing fruit, because in the slow-carb diet, strictly, fruit is a bit of a no-no, because he tries to keep everything super, super low glycemic, hence the slow-carb name. So that's fruit. After that, I like to do a carb-based breakfast. That's something that I also picked up from Spice. So I'll do some oatmeal or some Ezekiel cereal. I love to put frozen blueberries and bananas into that cereal. Maybe some almond butter if I feel like I need something that's going to stick to the ribs a little bit. A few hours later, I like to dive into greens and have the first big salad and veggies. Maybe with a little brown rice, maybe with some kind of lean protein, vegan or not. Oftentimes, I am out at work for the day, I'm driving around seeing different clients, and I haven't quite prepared well enough to dive right into those first greens a couple hours, three hours after that bowl of cereal, or it could be a sweet potato in the morning, could be a yam in the morning, that first carb meal. (laughs) I'm going back and forth now, hopefully I'm not confusing you. But if I haven't packed the greens in advance and packed all my day's food with me and been prepared for that, and I'm starting to get hungry and I don't have greens around, I do keep snacks in the car. I'll keep little mandarin oranges, little applesauce cups. I love having permission to eat fruit again. It's making me really, really happy. I love having permission to eat starches again, too. I keep... Um, I don't keep them in the car because they would go bad, but oftentimes days I will bring those little travel hummus cups with little pita chips or pretzels along as a tide me over snack. I always keep some kind of food bar in the car and I like to often carry a pre-mixed protein shake too of the kind that you might find at Whole Foods or another health food store. I think Orgain is the brand that I've been most partial to lately or that I seem to find myself buying. So I might grab one of those little tide me over snacks if I don't have the greens handy until I can get myself proper greens. But I definitely feel my body asking for greens by about 11 o'clock in the morning. So I'm eating approximately every two and a half hours or so. And, uh, you know, after the fruit sugars and then the 
starchy breakfast. Uh, I'm ready for veggies come midday. My workout's always been coming mid-afternoon, so I will often have something in my water for my workout, be it a protein powder or I tried emergency over a couple days, electrolyte vitamin powder, and I really enjoyed that. I felt like it gave me a lot of energy and zip for my workout. So I may be incorporating that more often as well. And then I do replenish my sugars right after my beastly workouts. I love doing that with a food bar because I'm so used to bars being no-no foods as I've tried to be super natural, super clean. So knowing that my body will be able to burn through whatever little bits of sugar and processedness that I may be putting into it with something like a Cliff Bar right after a workout, it's really fun to have that be a loud and fair game and <laughs> dive into that. It's been something that I have been looking forward to through my workouts. Usually within, probably I'd say an hour after that post-workout quick sugar burst, I'll want my next serving of veggies. Again, if I don't quite get to them in time, I may go home and end up shoving a handful of crackers or a few little bits of vegan sausage or whatever is in front of me in the fridge in my face while I'm working on prepping those veggies. But the the next round of veggies does come pretty soon after the workout. And then it's a case of coordinating with my sweetheart around dinner. I like to do a lot of veggies for dinner too, but I usually will mix it up. Um, might be a we did veggie pizza this weekend at this super healthy vegan restaurant. We had vegan pizza with a whole wheat crust. And I don't, as you can hear, I'm not strictly vegan, but I do enjoy eating vegan, eating clean, eating natural to the greatest extent possible. And it's really fun being in Southern California and having a lot of those options available. There is some snacking that happens throughout the day Generally, just if I haven't prepped food with enough notice for myself for it to really be ready to go and I'm getting at that, I'm getting hungry, uh, I've found it's more in service to me to be snacking on something while I'm prepping my proper meal than to get into that red zone that I talked about earlier where if I cross that red line and the hunger gets to be too big and then I'm out of whack for the rest of the day and my regular meal won't satisfy it. So... With permission to munch on the healthy snacks that I keep around and stick on that eating schedule, which I'm loving, I've been feeling great. I've had plenty of energy for my workouts. I haven't had any of those big major hunger blah incidents. (laughs) Hunger blah. Um, Like I had the other week that I mentioned in a previous episode. So it's been great. So there's a typical day in the food of Heidi. And Brian and I sat and looked through that at length in our last session. And it felt so good to get positive feedback around my food. It's an area for me where I have been so self-judgmental. And of course, we can always improve the way that we eat. And I've been so used to judging, 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 judging myself so harshly around everything that I viewed as wrong with my eating that the experience of having a coach say, hey, this 
this food is really great. We talked a little bit about nuts. Um, some days I do use quite a bit of nuts, partially as a throwback from the grains are bad, let me replace them with nuts days, which I no longer believe is necessarily the healthiest choice for me because I can get carried away with those fats rather quickly. But we talked about that and it's really great for me to keep that guideline in mind when, okay, I've already had a few servings of some kind of nut or nut product throughout the day. I need a quick snack. Am I gonna reach for a handful of cashews or a handful of crackers? Knowing that for me, maybe the crackers is actually a better snack uh, is is a helpful guideline just to keep those nuts in check for me because they were an area that can tend to get out of control in my diet. So there's my food. It's kind of fun to talk through all of that. I think that food is really, really intimate and It's often hard for us to share what we're eating with other people. Having the pictures to look back on and being really clear on exactly what I am eating makes it a lot easier for me to have a mental handle on it. And realizing that, hey, I'm really doing pretty darn well. And starting to see this really regimented sounds like too strong of a word, but but there's really sort of a routine to my eating. They're starting to be a normalcy to this new pattern that has more food and more fruit, certainly more grains than I'm used to in recent times. And I don't feel hungry. I mean, I feel hungry because my muscles are asking for food. I'm fueling the fire, but I don't feel cranky. I don't feel deprived. It's great. I just feel good in my body. And, you know, I'm walking through the gym and going, oh, hey, look, I have a tricep. <laughs> oh, look. I was laying in bed the other morning and I had arm draped across my chest and I sort of looked at my shoulder and I was like, whoa, I have deltoids. <laughs> so really exciting. I know that the muscle growth is happening. I can feel it and I can see it. And that is great. And that's what I'm going for. I'm not even worried about fat loss at this phase. I may never even explicitly focus on fat loss because I'm just working on building that hungry, hungry muscle. And it keeps asking for fuel and it's going to eat up the fuel. And then we'll see what happens from there. So that's certainly the stage that I'm in now. I get to build it all, work out all of the muscles that I want all the time. Very fun. I'll probably go into more detail about my workouts There's so many different ones, I'm having so much fun. Uh, But Brian and I are actually gonna be sitting in session later today and going with a bit of a fine tooth comb through my workouts. So the next episode may be about that or maybe about something else if inspiration strikes. But there's a typical day in Heidi's eating and there are some updates on things that I've brought up in the past. Oh, also, I know that in the first episode I talked about wanting to write a love letter to previous iterations of my body. I was just listening to that first episode again and I went, oh yeah, that's right. So I got busy with life and those letters didn't happen. But so far, I've been for the most part in a really nice non-judgmental space. So I think that I'm going to keep that letter writing idea as a solution for if I run into a stuck spot in the future, if I hit a road bump and find myself judging the body that I'm in now, then I can sit and 
write that love letter. So I look forward to having that one as a tool in my ready to go box and giving myself permission to not worry about trying to fit it into busy life right now because my workouts and tracking my food and going to session and oh my goodness, still continuing to run a business and train clients and move apartments in the midst of all of this, believe it or not, um, you know, kind of takes up the day. Go figure. So that's it for now. I hope that your journeys are fun and wonderful. I look forward to hearing about wins and insights and progress and ahas that anybody out there who may be listening are having as well. Please do share them in. We are totally on this journey together, all of us on this planet. And it's just fun to share it in this public way. All right. Have a wonderful week. Until we speak again, keep on rocking. Bye.